Today's episode of The Media Files is supported by Lift Period. Lift Period provides first-time menstruators with everything they need to prepare them for their first period. This is a new and exciting time in your child's life, and Lift Period is determined to give your child a better experience of starting their period than any of you had. No more embarrassing conversations or hiding tampons up their sleeve. Periods aren't weird or gross, and Lift Period is here to help them celebrate, not just tolerate. Buy a box today at liftperiod.com and use code MEDIAFILES5 to get $5 off. That's liftperiod.com. For me, it's 8.51 p.m. on April 24th, 2022. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the hostess with the mostest. Lindsay, welcome back to The Media Files. Happy to be here. So happy to have you here. Kind of pulled an audible to have you here today. This is a... This is a late episode. We are recording much later than we normally do, and that was just because of... Scheduling. Scheduling. Scheduling happened, and uh, that's okay. This is this is one of those... Ep- I always say there's episodes that come out that we d- never plan on having, episodes that drop that we plan on having, um, and that was the case this week, and that's okay. Those types of things happen, and uh, we did not plan on doing an episode about this, but we did go watch this movie last week, and I'm I'm actually really excited that we're going to do an episode on this because I think that this is going to be a topic of conversation for a while with a lot of people as they go watch this movie, so let's talk about it. This week on The Media Files, we are talking about The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent stars Nick Cage as Nick Cage, the actor, who is invited to a billionaire's private island residence to discuss his new screenplay. This billionaire also might just be a crime lord, so Nick Cage, as Nick Cage, gets recruited by CIA operatives to bring him down. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent stars, you guessed it, Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage, as well as Pedro Pascal, Lily Sheen, Ike Barinholtz, Tiffany Haddish, and others. It was released in the U.S. on April 22nd, 2022, and was directed by Tom Gormican. Um, this is, uh, so I don't, we didn't really like anticipate seeing this in the theaters. And then we get those T-Mobile $4 tickets that they send us sometimes. Oh, this is so worth it's it. The best. It's, it's like four bucks, resist. four bucks. Why would we not go see it? Cause I, it's something I've been interested in watching anyways. Right. And the media files is not big enough where we get like press passes for early that screeners of cool, movies. Though. One day, <laughs> one day, I'm going to like submit the media files in and be like, hey, we're a podcast. We review stuff. Can we go watch your stupid movie and talk? You know, but <laughs> but um, for now, we'll use these kind of cool uh, T-Mobile $4 movie passes that we get. Got it for this. Went and watched it. 
And before we really talk about the movie, let's talk about Nicolas Cage for a minute, because he is such he I mean, he is the focus and central theme of this movie, Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage has had such a storied, long career and really has had kind of a interesting career in many ways as well, where Nicolas Cage was a was a Oscar winning actor in the 90s. And was in just about every big blockbuster movie you could possibly think of. And then as the 2000s came around, he kind of slowly started to dip down into this more obscure B-list actor who was really only acting in direct-to-video films. And I I was trying to think of the last movie I saw Nick Cage in in the theater prior to this. And I think maybe it was Kick-Ass. I think Kick-Ass was the last time I watched him. I didn't him. see that in theaters. You yeah. did. Yeah. I'm trying to think maybe that was the last time I Spider-Man? saw him in theaters. Does that count? He's not in Spider-Man. Yes, he is. Not the, the, across the multiverse. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You're, he is in that. That counts. That, that counts. definitely counts because he plays such a fan. You know what? You're right. He <laughs> plays a fantastic part of that. I forgot he was in that. Holy smokes, he plays Spider-Man Noir in that. Um... Now, he he kind of famously put himself into some serious financial debt some years ago and started accepting just about any movie part that came across his his plate in order to pay those bills. And so uh, for that reason, he's he's become kind of a meme. But I'm old enough to remember Nicolas Cage as being a very good actor. And I don't think that his his kind of slide into obscurity takes away his acting ability at all either. I still think that he's a really dedicated, talented actor who puts a lot... Nobody nobody can say that Nicolas Cage does not put a lot into his craft. He goes all in. All the time. And I think that's the joke. It is kind of. Yeah, it ends up being part of the joke, but it's hard to imagine somebody more dedicated to his movies. Yeah. He's very, very good. Um... And like I said, I remember the days when he was the big name. He was a big name of Hollywood. I have not seen very many of his movies, which is probably sad. So so where would you put, you know, the movies that you like most of Nick Cage? What are yours? There's there's like so few that I've seen. Spider-Man but, Into the Spider-Verse. Well, yeah. But one I of my mean, favorite animated movies of all time. The ones that I, I know he's in, because I mean, there's plenty that he's in that you just don't realize. Sure. Um, would probably be Raising Arizona. The one he won the Oscar for. And that one is so good. It's such a fantastic film uh, and holds up today. I think it's so tongue-in-cheek funny still today. You can watch that movie and laugh. Um, and, and it's just a great movie. And I think that his performance in that movie holds up really well, too. I think for me, you know, Nick Cage kind of turning into the action star of the 90s in many ways <laughs> and watching movies like Face Off, which... In my opinion, that is still one of the great action movies of our time. I think that Face Off holds up. I think it's an awesome, awesome movie. And you've never seen it. And that just. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Him and John Travolta in that movie. Just kill it. They're so good. I know. The unfortunate part of me not seeing all these movies was I missed a lot of references in this film. The, and this movie is talent. this movie no. is packed full of Nicolas Cage references, and and as a person who's seen a lot of Nicolas Cage movies, I missed a lot of those references. I've seen so many. Like, I could tell that they were they were there, but I just, I didn't know what they were referring to. His filmography is just way too expansive. Way too expansive. There's way too much uh, source material to pull from for those references that you know there's a reference and you can't place it, even if even if you've seen a lot of those and movies like I have. And what's funny is uh, the friend that he makes, who's a huge fan Pedro of Pedro Pascal. Him, you can tell the person who wrote this entire movie 
is also is the really him. big fan. Absolutely. It's, just, it's ridiculous. It's very cute to watch. I think, like I said, I think that Face Off lands at the top of my Nicolas Cage movies of all time. Um, I also watched a movie that came out uh, maybe two or three years ago, maybe two years ago, called Pig. Uh, yes, I think that was yeah, last year. I think, was it last year? Yeah. I watched that movie, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really? It got marketed as like the John Wick, a uh, John Wick type film, and that was not it at all. It was a, it was this very interesting study into a aging, depressed, lonely person, and I absolutely really enjoyed that movie very, very much. And again, Nicolas Cage, 110% the entire time. I have really enjoyed Nicolas Cage as an actor. Getting into the unbearable weight of massive talent, I want to know what... It's such a strange movie, but what are your overall thoughts about this movie? Okay, it is a really strange movie, and it has, like, multiple um, inner movie... There are layers to this movie. So many layers, like... Oh, God, it's it's I don't know the description for it because it's just like third person speaking. Yes. A lot. Meta references. Several meta references. And this movie was not geared towards me because I don't know much about him. I'm not an action movie person. And there were a lot of like play on those common tropes tropes and types. Yeah. However, I saw Lost Island. In that, and I, I, it has dawned on me that- Lost City. Lost City. Yes. No, are you sure I think it's Lost Island? I'm going to Google that. I think, I think it's, Lost, it's Lost City. Go okay. ahead. Anyway, these are mirror movies, except Massive Talent is uh, created and marketed towards- Nicholas Nicolas Cage Nicholas Cage fans <laughs> and men who like action movies, and Lost City is geared towards women who enjoy romance and that- type of thing. You know, it is funny that these movies do come out within such a such a short distance between each other because they are very, very similar, similar in many ways and deal with, like you said, a lot of those tropes and types of movies or action in a Just meta way. Meta, yes. And almost mocking them in certain mocking ways. Mocking them and it's... But still doing them well. It was... I loved Lost City. I yeah. loved it. How did... Did you like that better or... Better. You liked that better than 100% this movie? 100% better. See, and I, and I will say this. You I did not watch yeah. The Lost City. Uh, Jeff and I went and watched X, famously. <laughs> um, and I, I do think that I would have probably enjoyed this movie better because this movie does get in, like you said, into a lot of like the screenwriting process yeah, and, and what a movie is. Towards- you more than me. I, I do think that's true. You know what? And I don't know what I expected out of this movie. It wasn't all of that. I liked there it. There were though. some surprises and I enjoyed it. This movie ended up being a lot funnier than I anticip- anticipated it being. There were several scenes in this movie that had me howling with laughter, and the whole theater that we were in was just dying several times in this movie. There were some really, really great scenes. Um, and I gotta say, Pedro Pascal in this movie. He's so lovable. It's so fun. And his personality changes quickly and very easily between movies. Yeah, and and I don't think that this is a role I saw coming from him either. The the roles that I'm familiar with, Pedro Pascal, are Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian. He's been cast as Joel in the upcoming The Last of Us series. We can be heroes. Please do not leave that out. We can be heroes. Yeah, fantastic. But he is much more affable in this, and he's almost childlike in many yes. ways in this movie aside from being this 
billionaire crime lord, right? He is a affable, lovable guy. And you, a lot of that didn't come across in the previews. What came across was this kind of mean-hearted thug. Mom and that's boss, yeah. Yes, and that's not the, the Pedro Pascal we got. And I think the movie was much, much better for it. I also have to say Nick Cage, playing Nick Cage in this movie, is the most Nick Cage role of all time. And again... It's brilliant. He does it great. He's, yeah. he's just perfect and makes... Fun of he, himself. You know, has a lot of sense of humor about himself. Great. Talks about starring in direct-to-DVD movies. Talks about having serious financial issues or, or buying things on a whim and spending way too much money. Talks about issues that he has with his family. And I don't even know if those things are true. But a lot of the things kind of seemed very self-referential. And he was understanding of those things and, and willing to kind of poke fun at himself. Which also increased my respect of Nicolas Cage yeah, in a lot of ways. If you get the joke about yourself, yeah, lots yeah. of respect. This movie also ends up being, in many ways, an action movie in, in some scenes. And about two-thirds of the way through this movie, I thought that they really could have pulled off, and I don't want to give off too many spoilers about what happens here, but I thought they really could have pulled off a, a very trippy, breaking the fourth wall uh, meta narrative of this film. Absolutely. And I and I think and after thinking about this movie, you know, for the last few days, I think that that idea probably got tossed around the writers room a few times and they decided to go with the safer route and the ending that they had. And so the ending didn't perfectly stick with me for that reason. I do think they they took the kind of the chicken way out, the easy way out. No, I feel like it was more like uh on top of Nick Cage reference, on top of Nick Cage references, where like yeah. his movies end in a happy note, or they end That's in like true. a family message. Okay, kind of. and and you know I've not thought about that either, and this one kind of does. Yeah. You're right; it ends in the way that I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say anything because it does give away a lot, and I don't want to do that. However, there is resolution to this movie. I do think they could have gone a little bit braver and more interesting route but with I the resolution. But I they were sticking to the Nick I do Cage too. trope. I do, too. This movie, like you mentioned, does talk a lot about screenwriting, talks a lot about movies, and ends up being, in many ways, a movie within a movie type thing, and a character within a character where an actor plays themselves in a project. And those always end up being very interesting things to watch. Not always successful, but really, really good. I was I was reminded a lot of being John Malkovich, which I don't think you've seen. I didn't. And you watched Birdman? Is that is this also? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't I didn't compare this to Birdman mentally, but you're absolutely right. And even though Michael Keaton does not play and you've seen Birdman. I didn't. You watched it with Joe. I thought you were there. Nope. Oh, but what you do told I know? me the entire thing. Well, it's a weird, <laughs> weird movie. Michael Keaton does not play Michael Keaton in that movie, but he is essentially Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, Edward Norton is essentially Edward Norton in that movie. There's a lot of there's a lot of very meta references in that film. And this movie is a lot like that. Uh, like I said, being John Malkovich, uh, somebody told me Bill Murray from the Zombieland, you know, how, how oh, they show yeah. up at Bill Murray's. Yeah. And he can make jokes about Garfield, you know, the yeah. how awful Garfield was. Those types of things always end up being uh, kind of fun fourth wall winks towards the audience, I think. I also think, like I said earlier, that this movie is honestly pretty intelligently written in yeah. the way that it plays with how you expect a movie is going to play out. They talk about it constantly because they are talking about a screenplay in this movie that Pedro Pascal's character wrote. I think he makes the movie. Pedro Pascal. He really does. You know what, though? I, I, 
I don't think that this movie works with anybody else but Nicolas Cage. Well, because it's about him. I know that, but I don't think, is there any other actor in Hollywood that you could replace and talk about? And and I, I will say this. I think that the one option... Leonardo DiCaprio? But see, he's never slid into obscurity like Nicolas Cage has. And that's a central point to this movie. Nicolas Cage is retiring from acting in this movie because he can't get any good roles. Yeah. So Leo DiCaprio isn't there. I think the one actor that would have fit up until recently was Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce Willis, we've learned learned that Bruce Willis is retiring (laughs) from acting because of his health issues. He's having a hard time remembering lines, having a hard time speaking. And that's, that's taken a lot of his acting away from him and and possibly the reason he's taken so many smaller roles is to help kind of pay for his care there's a joke about him in one of the lego movies and he's just in the vent crawling in oh the yeah vent. yeah die hard <laughs> you bet but i did like i like i say i don't think any actor has had that kind of an interesting career trajectory like Nicolas cage has okay where you could make a movie like this yeah, I mean, if, if anyone else has suggestions. Yeah, let me know because I can't come up with anybody. Like I said, I don't think Bruce Willis works anymore. He might have a couple years ago, not any longer, unfortunately. And I liked Bruce Willis. Fifth Element, one of my favorite movies. But the way that it talks about screenwriting, filmmaking, project management in this movie is so self-referential to the movie that we're watching that it's a lot of fun to to kind of watch those things play out. Um, everything we talk about on the media files, we do give a very stupid utterly arbitrarily rating to Lindsay how do you arbitrarily rate the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nick Cage's Nick Cage I rate this movie insert average arbitrary rating oh <laughs> so you think it was average yeah you know I think this movie was better than average and and I think it was it was better than I was expecting it to be I rate this movie eight Woo! Nick Cage <laughs> out of ten <laughs> And I just you know I what? really, really enjoyed Lost City. I know you didn't I know. see that one. I know. And I'll watch it eventually. Ugh. I'll watch it eventually. Also, ooh, this is another thing. And I think this movie, this might have kept it from being an 8.5. There is a young Nick Cage in this movie, also played by Nick Cage, oh, who man. is kind of the... Kind of the his ego. the ego that he speaks to, right? And the de-aging of the face was unsettling in ways that bothered me. Uh-huh. It was still really funny. There were some really good scenes involving that, some very funny scenes. Uh, but the de-aging, I just don't think we're there yet. Every time I see it in a movie, I'm like, oh. <laughs> freaking was it Robert De Niro and the Irishman? They try to make him like 40 years younger or something. And then, Seriously? yeah, I don't, it just looks funny. I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. You know who did it best was Ghostbusters Afterlife when they had her. <gasps> they did such a good job. Yeah, they had Harold They didn't Ramis try to make him younger. They didn't try to make him younger. They actually made him older and yeah. it looked good. Maybe, they, maybe it only works then. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, go see the unbearable way to massive talent. Let us know what you thought. But before we go, there is something I would like to say. I married you, Lindsay, nearly 11 years ago, and throughout that time have been pleased to call Cheryl Royal my mother-in-law. Cheryl was a force of good in this world, and it was in her very home where I got my start in podcasting on the Max Level podcast three and a half years ago. As far as mother-in-laws go, she was as good as they come, and I don't know that we could have asked for a better grandmother for our children. She was a weekly listener of the media files, and our audience and our family will not be the same without her. We love you and we'll miss you, Cheryl. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. The producers are Jexac and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brustoff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. 
Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.